Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Apostle John L. Solomon, the lion among lions in the lion's den. It's my purpose today to bring you strength. Search from the lion's den is a compelling talk show that discusses life's difficult situations, and we celebrate our accomplishment through interviews on relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment from a biblical perspective. The lion's den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcending godly wisdom, the efficacy of knowledge and education, and primarily strength to the weary and the victorious in life from the sourcehood of our connection with our Savior Jesus Christ. That's right, so you just get ready to go ahead and roar, my friend, roar for your victory, roar for your prosperity, but friend, tonight, just roar for whatever you need to roar from, you might need to just release a roar one day, yeah, the lions are hot tonight, tell him, you know what I'm trying to say, barn, Listen, strength from the lines in. Tonight, we're going to talk about what women want in 2018. See, Aretha wanted her R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Tanner wanted control. Gloria said, I will survive. Alicia wanted to be that girl on fire. And Cindy Lauper just wanted to have fun. But today's man, like my co-host, Mr. CEO, Philip Reed, and myself, we know what women want. But guess what? We got a panel. A prolific and incredible women who we're going to talk to tonight. But before I talk about them, let's talk about my co-host. Because, you know, before I talk about uh, those ladies, I just want you to know one thing and one thing only. This is a man! My co-host is a Development and community involvement. 
Through these companies, he has impacted the lives of many individuals and plans to continue to do so. The founder and CEO of uh, Reed's Moving and Holding and PTR Incorporate LLC. He's my six-figure Nick. I'm my, my six-figure big brother, Mr. CEO, Prophet Philip T. Reed. How you doing, man? You good, man. I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you better be, because uh, listen. Now, I want to introduce. I want to introduce our, our guests tonight, who are here with us in the studio. Uh, we got a, a a prolific panel of women. And uh, I'm just going to read off their, their bios to you because they've done some incredible things. My first guest is from Macon, Georgia, and has lived there her whole life. She received her B.S. degree in mathematics from Macon State College and a Master's of Theology degree from the Christian Life School of Theology in Columbus, Georgia. She is currently employed as Information Technology Project Manager and has been in this field for over 34 years serving the public in, federal, in the federal, federal government. She's the founder of my sister's keeper mentoring program who keeps representing who, who 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 seeks to represent godly examples for young ladies and offer empowerment and practical guidance to help them towards purpose and work. She devotes devotes her life to sharing her life lessons and experiences as encouragement and testimony. After being a caregiver to her now deceased husband for over five years, she has been inspired to pen her first book titled Tears in the Middle. When life, is, when life is abrupt, knowing you have a God who is the beginning and the end makes all the tears in the middle of what you're facing bearable. She is faithfully involved in her local church, the Welcome Center Church in Macon, Georgia, where she serves as marketing and strategic advisor. She has a strong entre- entrepreneur gift as well. She owns Edible Creation Sweet Treat Business, and she is part owner of K-I-T-Q-I-N? Yeah, snack. Kicking. 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 <laughs> Kicking her business with her fiance, Quentin Woodson. She loves football. Boo! I mean, she loves football, traveling, and writing. The incredible Miss Kimberly Kim Possible. Yay! Yay. Thank you, thank you. Rise up, Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. My next guest, a devoted mom, two adult daughters, grandmother to three beautiful children, a spiritual mother to dozens in the body of Christ. As a realtor for almost 20 years, she has helped countless ministries secure operating facilities. She's a member of the Presidential Prayer Team, Christians United for Israel, and prayer partner to three Georgia House of Representatives and two state senators. As an ordained and licensed minister, she has served as senior pastor and as a national and international facilitator. She has led numerous to Christ through street ministry as well as assisting several churches to youth ministries to fulfill their purpose. She is one of the founding directors for Families of Victory. In his service, her love for children and love for families transitioning during divorce led her to become a court-appointed special advocate for children, CASA, giving hope to suffering humanity through public relations, radio broadcasts, this incredible one, missionary, intercessory prayer, leader, minister, teacher, evangelist, and assistant pastor, she makes a mark for the better that cannot be erased in the lives of everyone she meets. The powerful can I have a drum roll? evangelist Shannon Staff. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon, are you here? Okay. Well, okay. Shannon, can you hear me? All right, we'll, get, we'll catch up with her in a minute. All right, and my last. Can you hear me? Okay, there you go. 
Come on in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank man. you so much for inviting me on the show. Hey, CEO. Hey, hey, me and my big brother, we thought you had, we thought you had ran from the fire, but maybe one of the lions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right, all right. My, my, my last guest, but not least, is what we like to call the Renaissance woman, because she's a woman of many gifts and talents. She's a devoted wife of Jeffrey Nash and the mother of two girls, Gabriel and Ava. She's the founder of the Nash Restoration Project with her husband, where she, where their focus is to help others reconstruct their marriages. She's the founder of the nonprofit organization, The Pearl Code, which mentors young girls ages 10 to 18. She serves on the council board for many organizations. Chanel is also the co-owner of the restaurant chain, Salads to Go. If this doesn't help you understand why we call her the Renaissance Woman, she also has two books under her belt. She's a Marine Corps veteran, motivational speaker, a minister for her church, spirit-led ministries, and a full-time student. This woman has, has literally done it all and is on the rise to do even more. The unconquerable Mrs. Chanel Nash. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you all for having me once again. Glad to be back. All right. Well, Listen, without further ado, you know me. I'm no gangster. I'm no mobster. Me, I'm just me. I just want to say, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, protect yourself at all times. Yeah, you know, yeah. No head below the belt. <laughs> Listen, tonight we're talking about what women want. And uh, my, my first question, um, I'm going to direct it directly to the ladies. One of my favorite poems that depicts, you know, women, just a line from it, men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, is it the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breast, the grace of my style? I'm woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. I want to know what makes you a phenomenal woman, and no need to be modest. Just let let it rip. Let's start with you, Kim. Wow. Um, hmm. I have to humble myself, John. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, what makes me a phenomenal woman? I never looked at myself as phenomenal, and I'm not trying to be modest or anything. I do look at myself as as being blessed by God and just being so, you know, connected with my faith and how he has just taught me through his word how to be that Proverbs 31 woman, which is my motivator. So it motivates and set the groundwork for everything I do because, I realized what my purpose was through that relationship and connection with the Word and with God that I can be everything that he created me, and I'm not going to just give that to somebody else. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to have everything he said I'm supposed to have, and and that's what I do. That's what made me phenomenal because I believe the Word, and I want to live it. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Nash. What makes you a phenomenal woman? Well, um, I think for myself and just women in general, we have learned, you know, over time how to literally take nothing and make it into something. Um, women women are 
such such powerful powerful you know human beings just by you know being able to carry children for nine months you know while working going to school all at the same time women have definitely learned how to do it all and do it with grace and to do it with style and you know to do it as if it's not a thing and as if you know the world doesn't phase us but we have we have really learned to be the the be all and when it comes to multitasking and definitely getting it done for you know our families and you know whatever we put our minds to um i think that's what makes all women phenomenal women just about how much we we have learned to bear and how to push through because i i'm a i'm a definite believer that you know the the blessing is in the present so women we have definitely learned how to press forward Mm. Amen. What makes you a phenomenal woman? Okay, Apostle, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um I'm like uh, I Phenomenal I am told that I definitely am. So I would say in general like as women in general, you know, uh, as a phenomenal woman, we have imperfections. But I would say that I'm phenomenal because of the Christ that's in me. There's nothing that I can take credit for. And a lot of people that are attracted to my personality is pretty much because I try to have the personality of God, Christ in me, you know, and reflect that. So although she as a woman, me as a woman as well, it's phenomenal for what we do with our imperfections. So I believe I'm phenomenal because I'm true to myself. I'm true to the God that's in me. And, you know, and just so that everybody knows, a phenomenal woman can come in any size, creed, religion, any sexual orientation, the family. You know, I mean, really, we are just phenomenal just because we are women in general. So, you know, uh, as far as following Christ, I would say that, it's the anointing in me and upon me that makes me the phenomenal woman that I am. Mm, amen. Well, I like how y'all all said uh, women in general are phenomenal. But we have a a, a brother in the midst. Uh, brother, I know the poem is not about you, but what makes you a phenomenal brother, a phenomenal man? <coughs> well, 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 where do I start? Where do I start? No, no. <laughs> Nah, first of all, um, uh, the, the ladies did excellent because um, those are true facts, but I was keeping tabs on what was and what wasn't, so they all right, they all right. But, um, it, you know, God is good, and, and, and it starts with that right in itself. Any man that acknowledges God as the head of his life and, and tries to follow that, you know, it's not easy, but it's a must do, you know. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So that's the, that's the blueprint right there, you know, follow Christ. So as we, you know, discipline our lives and structure our lives in that is be as much as possible. You know, that is the guidelines. And then that, I believe, is attractive to, 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 to most, you know, who understands the walk, who understands the call. You know, I choose not to do certain things. It's on purpose, you know. And um, with intent, I do things, you know. So I, I'm polite on purpose, you know. The Bible says what you, what you want, you receive. You want love, you give love. You want mercy, you give mercy. So I just believe in that aspect of just following the blueprint and, and, and don't try and reinvent the wheel, you know, 
I can look pretty good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, thank you. <laughs> hey, man, brother. Listen, you tuned in to Strip from the Lions Den, powered by We Inspired Network Radio. We're going we're gonna to skip the commercial. Just want to let you know that um, we're glad you're here tonight, and we're talking about uh, what a woman wants. So, uh, what women want in 2018. So, let, let's get down to business. See, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have three defendants on trial today, representing the entire race of women in the world. The plaintiff, Mr. CEO Philip Reed, and other men around the world have accused women of not knowing what they want, which has made it difficult for men to adjust to your nagging, I mean, to your, uh, your, your issues. Please scratch that from the ledger. Ladies, how do you please, and please address the question. Let's start with you, uh, Mrs. Nash. Oh, to say that women don't know what they want, I think uh, I think a lot of times it's all for me. It's all about communication, and I think that's where everything tends to break down. That the lack of communication, um, and a lot of times when it comes to relationships in general, what happens is. A person has already been conditioned on how they want to love and the love that they receive. So when they get into a relationship, that's what they try to give off. But everybody loves differently. Everybody has different needs and different wants. So when you don't try to attempt to adjust to what your partner needs, it always comes off as if you don't know what you want. Um, I'm, you asked for love, I'm giving you love, but instead of giving it to me the way that I want it, you're just going to give me what you think I want instead of listening, and I think that's where the breakdown happens at. So, so you, you said the breakdown comes in the communication part. Definitely. It's all about every, everything that we survive on surrounds itself around effective communication. A lot of times people are just listening to respond versus listening to understand and comprehend what the other person is saying. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Oh, okay. We're going to go back to that communication in a minute because uh, men have a different way of communicating sometimes. Uh, let's, go, let's go to you, uh, Ms. Horton Williamson. All right, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what Ms. Nash was saying because I'm going through marriage counseling right now because I'm getting married in September. Yay! Yay! Congrats! <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, please, please continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> so one of the things that we're re- one of the books that we're reading throughout this 12 week um, counseling session is I Love Languages, and I have read the book several times before, and it hones in on what Miss Nash was saying about you know communication. We all have a love language, and the center of that love language is how you communicate with the other person. And between a male and a female, we both are communicating, but the you have to understand that communication. I can't put him in a box. He can't put me in a box. We have to seek to understand so that we are able to discern and get to that place where we do know what the other person wants. And it takes work in order to do that. You don't need to listen to respond. You need to listen to hear. Mm-hmm. That, that, that communication thing 
it's looming large there. I've, 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 not, I've seen that book before, but I've not read it. But uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I know that's a good example of how we learn how to understand the communication part, and that's the key. If my love language is one thing and you're speaking to me in a different language, then we're never going to come together, you know, effectively. So you learn how to communicate so that you can communicate effectively by understanding the language of your spouse. Okay, so you're saying women don't know how to communicate. No, you're saying women don't know what they will. <laughs> We're saying men don't know how to hear. Okay. Low blow, low blow, low blow. We have your answer. Uh, Evangelist Catherine. Apostle. Yes, ma'am. You know, the word of God is saying all you're getting, getting understanding. So yeah. I'm going to piggyback on what our panelists said. And uh, the biggest thing is communication. Not that we don't know what we want. It's you guys understanding what we are trying to communicate to you guys. So communication is definitely a biggie. And, um, you know, the, uh, Ms. Nash said a word that we don't want to leave out. It's effective communication. So uh, it's like, you know, when we say something, we need to make sure that you guys understand what we're saying. And and, and then our want may change. So, you know, uh, <laughs> depending on where we are, you know, what we're doing. So, and that love language is a good book. So, uh, you know, it's effective communication from the bedroom to, you know, the kitchen to the children to just, Going to school to the finances, you know everything. You know what we want is getting across to you guys, so that you guys can fulfill that want and that need. Okay, so so what you're saying is women have to effectively communicate. No, that's not what you're saying. That's not what you're saying at all. What you're saying no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big big brother, I, I I hear you clearing your throat. <laughs> okay, so may I? I, I, I just asked, may I? I? I've asked the women do uh, do women know what they want, and you you've heard their replies. What's your what's your take on the matter? Uh, what was that? Uh, communication is is important. It, it really is, and and. and and they, they've all said it, and they all express themselves. But it's, it's, it seems like it's just a little. This is on the seesaw. It's a little. They they all ended with, he has to hear what I'm saying. They all ended with that. I'm like, and I heard that. See, you see, I heard that. I listened, and I heard. My rebuttal wasn't just a rebuttal. I've heard, and it's like, and that's the, that's where down lies the battle, I believe, because everybody's trying to make sure the other person hear what they're saying. <laughs> And instead of hearing what everybody's saying, and there is love languages, yes, and there is communication spoken and unspoken. And I think as we begin to learn to study, the Bible says, "Dwell with your wife according to knowledge." Yes. So there's a there's a studying I must do of her, whether she's yes. watching me or not. So I try to go and present. So I try and handle the situation before, you know, if I hear Clara's throat, I'll get up and go get my wife some water. Oh, babe, how do you know? I, I hear the clear. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I believe that it is true in communication, spoken and unspoken. But I believe men are out there saying, hey, what about me? And I got you, brother. Coming up. I got you. But right now, they need to know they've been heard. 
Okay. So you're saying so you're saying men can read women's minds. Yeah. And get them to do what they need for them. No, that's not what you're saying at all. Not 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 now, no. That later. Locker room. Yeah, Hey, listen. I got I got a caller that wants to come in and say something uh, about communication. I think it's communication. Uh, caller, uh, Mrs. Solomon. Yes. Hello. Hi, everybody. On my paper. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Alicia. Hi, guys. Oh boy. Hey, come get your husband. one another. We have to be able to understand um, each other's feelings, each other's needs, each other's wants, and that's not going to happen if communication is not going on. Um, And a lot of times I know we say, you know, communication sometimes is verbal. Um, Communication a lot of times can even be action. I know that might sound a little strange, but it can. Um, what What is it that you do? But that is very, very important in a relationship. Very important. All right. So what you're saying is, is me communicate just fine. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's exactly what I of heard. Of course. I heard that. I, I heard that. All right, Lady Lisa. Lady Lisa, thank you for that viewpoint. We're gonna we're gonna take other callers in a few minutes who would probably just agree just as much. So thank you, ladies. <laughs> yes, love you, ladies. Love, love you. you. Love you. Love you. What about me, Chris? Hey, uh, what about me? Oh, uh, okay. Hey, well, I, I heard. I want to. I, I want to. I, I, I'm glad that the communication uh, is centered around the initial dis- initial discussion. I heard a song called "Satin Sheets Slide" by Martin Marvin Sapp, and uh, one of and what he was saying in the lyrics is, "If you want to love me, like Chanel was alluding to, if you want to love me the way I need to be loved, come over here and love me from my side," because he was saying "Satin Sheets Slide." So. In order to communicate with that love language, as Kim alluded to, then you have to uh, hear as well as effectively communicate. Are we in agreement with that? I hear you. Um. Okay, well, I think I, I think I shut it down. I think I shut the thing down then. All right, let's, let me go to this. Uh, I'm just going to deal with the elephant in the room. Really not, not really not an elephant in the room, but you know, most men feel it's very important and want sex for women. Most men, you know, it ain't that type of show, but you know, hip flips, he did, you did, he did. So women should want it too, right? Because that's what is important to me. I'm gonna let, I'm, I'm gonna let, uh, Philip, I'm gonna let you go ahead first, and then they can come in with a, with a, with a, with more, with a little bit more. Uh, added additives on the question. Uh, all right, all right. Say it again so I can get all the, the, the parameters. Okay. <laughs> parameters of the question, huh? Okay. Uh, sex is just is so important to men, uh, it should be just as important to women, right? Because that's what men want. 
that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> I want to make sure I heard it correctly. Yes. Um, and, and once again, I think that's where language, the, the language comes in, and that's, and that's real key because there is times of understanding when and when not, and they don't have to always be spoken. If you're really paying attention to each other, then it's something that doesn't have to always be spoken. You know, it's kind of more exciting when it's not spoken most of the time. You know, it's a look, a, 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 a touch, a conversation, you know, where nothing much has to be said. And it should be understood on both ends that everyone has needs that need to be met. And it shouldn't have to be a debate. It shouldn't have to be scheduled on a calendar, you, you know. It, it should be just as, as, as flowing as, hey, babe, what you want to eat? You know, it should be just in conversation and not made to be seen as a chore to, to some, not all. Mm-hmm. You said it should be just as simple as, hey, babe, you want something to eat? For the man or for the woman? Well, in that case, you know. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Everybody got to eat. <laughs> Everybody got to eat, baby. Everybody got to eat. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, you, you didn't throw much wood on the fire there. Uh, you trying not to get burned or something. Okay. Well, let's go. Okay. Right, try to keep your TV. I, I, try to keep your TV. No, no, we don't. We can go. Well, uh, no, we don't. Y'all can let it. Can let it rip. Listen. Uh, so now, now we're gonna go. Now we're gonna go straight. I know the ladies are ready to chime in on this. So let's go straight to a commercial, and we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, wow. What women want in 2018? <laughs> Have you sliced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on Win, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction. Even if others walk away, you tread your own path. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the lion inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. Right, we're back inside Strength from the Lions Den. Topic tonight, I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. Lion Among Lions, what women want in 2018? Man, we have some special guests in the house tonight. We got Mrs. Chanel Nash. We got Miss Kim Horton-Williamson. And we got Evangelist Shannon Stafford. Of course, Mr. CEO, my big brother, Philip T. Reed Sr. 
And uh, we're talking about what women want. Now, at a, before our break, the women were on edge, and we just said the question, you know, <laughs> men want sex. That's important to them because, you know, when they walk up to you, hey, baby, what's your name? Like, okay, you want to know my name? Why? Well, you know, but anyway, um, what, so because it's important to men, it should be equally, if not more, important to women, correct? Uh, I know Chanel ready. Go ahead, Chanel. I'm ready. You know I'm ready. (laughs) I want to start off by saying this. I think women, well, I know for a fact, women want it just as much as men. But it all comes back to that lack of communication. I think what happens is that we have two different perspectives on what intimacy should be like with our spouse and we have to take the time out from both ends we have to take the time out to really learn what it is that our spouse likes when it comes to intimacy and a lot of times that doesn't happen it's always about what you want or what i want and it's never about it should always be a giving experience versus a taking experience from your end and when you only focus on yourself when it comes to intimacy there is going to be there is going to be an offset so when she rolls over cuz she's like you know what i'm not feeling this it's because maybe you haven't taken that that extra step to give her the four place that she's looking for and vice versa for the woman maybe she's not taking that that extra step to be more spontaneous when it comes to the intimacy so it's all it all comes back as i've stated before it all comes it all comes back to that lack of communication and not really getting to know your spouse and what it is that they like and what they want because as i say it's about giving versus receiving because I'm a firm believer that if you're giving them what they need, they're going to reciprocate that same thing. Nah, I like I like that. Uh, you yeah. staff? <laughs> hey, John, can you hear me? I hear you, yes, loud and clear. Okay, good. So my answer to that question is that sex is very important to women. I agree. It is also a uh, another form of communication. So, uh, you know, it's not that it's not important. It is extremely important. And, um, you know, in in my field, there's a lot of talk about sex. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it's almost like you have to keep single people out of the bed and you have to keep married people in the bed. So, you know, it's always that conversation that comes up in the sessions that we have. But in a relationship, sex is associated with stability because it increases the bonding, you know, especially when each other's uh, sexual desires are fulfilled. And, um, you know, it's it's really important. It really is. And it's getting to know your mate, getting to know your mate's body, getting to know your mate, what your mate, uh, you know, what mood she might be in at the moment, and as well as him, you know, um, so, like she said before, it's a give and take. You know, it's like, how can I bless you tonight, sweetheart, you know? And um, so, but it is important, extremely important, but it's also important <laughs> that you learn each other's love languages and what might work at the moment, um, you know, and uh, just have fun. Okay. Uh, equally good. Uh, Kim? Hey, yeah, I, I agree with everything everybody else has said so far. Um, I, I definitely believe that, you know, God created sex as a gift for the couple, and sometimes we don't treat it like it's a gift. 
Um, I love the way Chantel said that, you know, you got to give, you know, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. But I think we get caught up in um, what we want without communicating it effectively to the other person. And there is a lot of assumptions that women don't make sex a priority, and I think that's a myth. I think women love sex. I think women like sex. I think women want sex. I think because there's such a disconnect in the satisfaction part of it because we have just gotten away from the fact that it's a gift. It is a gift for the marriage you know, for the married couple, and we should open that present every day, you know, excited about what we're going to find. So I just I just encourage the creativity part, the communication part, you know, for a healthy relationship, you know, that is a priority. Hmm. So when you said disconnect and satisfaction, you mean for women, right? I mean for the couple. You are one. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, I, I, you're, you're right because, um, because I... I you know, I had to go back and read books because on the block, they taught they taught brothers to bang, bang away, she'll be happy, bang away, she'll be okay. So, but the books that I read, you know, talk, they they spoke otherwise. So, mm-hmm. but I, I I like the uh, the, uh the, what y'all use give and, give and take. She gives, I take. Right, exactly. <laughs> Give no, 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 receive, no. receive, John. Give and receive. Give and receive. Exactly. That's it. Okay. Well, hey, we're going to go to a call. We're going to go to a call on the air, and uh, let's see what you may have to say. I'm, I'm just going to call your last four numbers, and you can just uh, chime in on what you might need to say. Uh, caller number uh, four six seven one. Maybe you don't know your own phone number, but you know, check it if you don't. Caller four six seven one. You got anything you want to add? Uh, caller five six four zero. Hello, caller. Can they hear me? Hey, caller. Um, caller five six four zero three nine six. Oh yes. No. I'm yeah, that's you. Sorry. <laughs> okay, no, that's okay. Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, caller eight six three zero. Five five zero. Sorry. This is another one, but try the other one. One more up. Let me see. One more up. Let me see. Call the I'm just trying to get them pulled, but. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, we're going to come back to the callers a little later because I think y'all are a little busy, but hey, just keep, just keep listening to me what you do. We appreciate y'all being here tonight. I want to I want to go back to the communication issue. So I want to go back to the communication because that seems to be a, a central theme. Do you? Do you well, no, no. Before I get to communication, uh, Chanel mentioned in, intimacy. Do you think that men are not really? Uh, I, I, maybe I'm gonna use the word condition. Has television and society conditioned us that intimacy is not a priority for men or? That it's not a priority for women, so men should not really be observant of intimacy. So, is so is intimacy should it really be a big deal to men? Chanel, it definitely should be a big thing to men, um, especially if you're if you're married. 
because a lot of your a lot of your marriage depends on that intimacy depends on you becoming one with your mate and having that having those moments with each other so i definitely think it is very needed do i think men have been conditioned to not think that it you know important i absolutely do um, with reality TV and just the way that men have been raised overall, that's not something that's really talked about um, as far as being intimate with your your spouse and having that deeper connection with one another. Um, I definitely, I definitely think that that's something that's not really you know promoted or right, you know really right. taught. And, and just giving out to our men, um, I think a lot of times women do have to teach their husbands about that intimate piece within the marriage just because, that's you know, that's not something that our grandfathers talked about. You know, that's not something that they really just value. And even now it's all about how many women a man can, you know, can sleep with, and it's never about the intimacy. So um, I definitely think it's something that's needed, and I do think it's something that's undervalued at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, Kim, speak on intimacy. Yeah, um, I think intimacy is the the root and the start of any sexual act. You got to have intimacy before you can even become close, you know, to do the next level, which is the sexual act. I think intimacy has to be that thread from the beginning through the end. But I do believe men have kind of allowed intimacy to be dimmed in that whole act of love making just because, you know, in this day and time everything is about performance and what you can measure. Mm-hmm. And I just don't agree with that, you know, direction that this has taken on because intimacy, you know, is intangible. Intimacy is organic, you know, and it's free and it's it, it, it it's different every time and that's what's creative about, you know, what happens in the marriage bed. And I just think that we need to get back to that because it creates, you know, something to me that's more permanent than what's temporary. So I just I just wish t- intimacy would be reintroduced in the marriage and both people, you know, both partners should talk about it and discuss it and, and, and require it to me. That was good. I like how you said organic. It was a lot of fire on that one. Speak on intimacy. Uh, interesting, you know, uh, I want to give another synonym for it as well, like the closeness that you feel, the togetherness that you feel, and the attachment uh, that you feel. Everything, all of that, like him was saying, and also, um, I don't Miss Nash said that it creates, you know, you have to create an atmosphere for the act, you know. Um, and so what happens is, you know, like you said earlier, Apostle, how men are usually taught, get man, basically, thank you, ma'am. That's not an intimate. You may not even get a. You may not even get a thank you today, but go ahead, go ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not creating that closeness, that warmth, that security that she needs and wants that she, you know, she wants it. And um, so, and not just somebody that you're never marching your back. This is your mate. This is your lover. This is your wife. This is your phenomenal woman. This is this is this is it, you know. So you need to bring your best, and she's gonna bring her best too, and just let you know, you know, uh, hey, I want you, I love you, this is it, you all that, you know. Instead of you know, think she the fine pants, some of us might be a crop, you know. 
I want, so, you I, know, I wanted it's to, important. Good. I wanted to insert that intimacy because sometimes, like you said, like we was in, alluding to earlier, it, it's being uh, moved away. Big Brother, do you know what intimacy is? Never mind. No, don't answer that, Big Brother. I, I, no, no, don't answer that. I'm just messing you with you. Me. You talk, no, okay, no. <laughs> no, 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 but, uh, no, 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 hold up now. Wait, wait, you want to speak on intimacy because I was going to take you in another direction. <laughs> all right, well, all right, we just right quick on the intimacy, just for the ladies to know, you know, the difference between a wife and a woman outside of the house. Sometimes a woman outside of the house makes that man feel better. You see what I'm saying? Because the wife in the house is tied down with responsibilities, and she kind of forgets that part of the man that still needs to be nurtured. And, and then caught up in the kids or the dog or the cat and, and the fish and cook and clean. And sometimes you forget the husband, the man, the king, and, and, and he needs that also. Not necessarily the ego being stroked, as they say, but he needs that uh, assurance, too, that he's loved, that he's wanted just as much. And that will be a shield around him for when he hit the streets. So it's not always about the man just don't know, don't know what to do, nobody taught him. You know, but also if a woman is able to show him, which is wonderful, that is one of the ways to show him that he is loved, he's needed, and he's wanted. So when he hit the street, he's bulletproof. That's good. That's that's good. That that's that was kind of the direction I was going to take you. If it's intimacy for women, what would be the uh, collaborative for men? Big brother. Hello. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, along those same veins, then, just, just knowing, everybody needs to know that they're secure. Everybody needs to know they're wanted. Everybody needs to know they're loved. And, and if a man, for a man, now everybody know what a man wants, this, will, this is what a real man wants. He wants to know he's loved. He wants to know he's respected. If you respect him, and you don't necessarily have to, and here's a little secret, here's a little nugget. If you respect him, you may not even have to sex him as much if he knows he's respected because he knows he's loved, because that's what a man desires to know that he's respected. So, so the loving is just, that's showing up cream on, on top of it when he just knows he's respected. And everything else will flow, and then you won't have to work as hard to get him to do much when he already knows my woman respects me no matter what. And then the loving, he his baby, he'll cater, he'll rub the feet, he'll, he'll rub the back. He, 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 you feel me? He, he'll get the rubbing when he knows he's respected. Mm, that's good. Okay, uh, I like that, brother. Listen, I want to uh, go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to the line again. Call us. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give you. Your, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say your your number. Your last four of your number. You let me know if you want to say something or speak on tonight. All right. Uh, call it seven eight three six. You got any comments? Yeah. See ya, man. You killed that. I love it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Ladies, I I understand everything that you were saying, but that thing goes both brother, ways. Brother, because brother, is, this, is, is this is this Pastor Larry Wolf? Is that is that is that Pastor Larry? You better believe it. <laughs> Go ahead. You want to say something, man? Hey, Doc. But um, yeah, um, it go both ways. You know, we got to know just as well as the ladies need to know that we all are love. We all need each other, and for intimacy, um. That thing can go on a lot of levels, but most men that I know, we do that thing all day long for before you get home to the bedroom or get home to the meal. You know, um, every 
me personally, let me say that. That intimacy starts as soon as you wake up in the morning. Baby, you sure look good to me. Even when we mad, we shouldn't go to go to bed mad. And when we wake up the next morning, we still have that. I still care for you, even though I'd hate the situation that we was talking about or going through. You know, so you never stop that throughout the whole day. And but somehow, some way, we all got selfish. So it ain't just a man thing or a woman thing. It's all of us just got selfish. Let me get mine before she get hers, or I'm mad about this, and you know. But that because what y'all previously said, communication. If you don't talk about it, you'll never get to to where you need to be. Pastor Larry, hey, it's good to hear from you, man. You got any questions for the ladies? My question for the ladies? No, I don't. I honestly don't because everybody hit everything, and it all boils back to communication. All right, brother. All right, well, we're going to keep on rolling. Thank you, man, for being here. Love you, brother. All right, Doc. All right, all right, brother. Larry. Hey, caller uh, 7054. Yeah. Caller 951-7054. Good evening, good evening. I'm just listening to the call. I really don't have much to say. Um, I think if you guys pretty much, you know, said it all it is, you know, it takes communication. Communication leads the nation. So, of course, when you have communication, it will actually definitely be very beneficial in your relationship, whether you want to be intimate, whether y'all want to talk about, you know, who who wants it more, women or men or women. So I really just, I'm, I'm taking up all these golden nuggets, and I, I'm just, I'm glad to be listening on the line. All right. So glad. That, what's your name? I'm Jaleesa. All right. Thank you for being here tonight. All right. That was good. Y'all, y'all, tap, y'all tapping that communication thing. Well, let me jump to this one here before we go back. Uh, what, would you, what would you rather have? Because a lot of women, they want, they, want, uh, they want money. A lot of women are saying that they want money. They don't want no, no broke, busted man who ain't got nothing. I, heard, I even heard one lady say, you know, I don't want no man who's trying to come up. I want him to already be up, you know. So uh, would, you rather, would you rather have a husband or a, a, a booming career? You know, what, what, what's, the, what's, what's the thing now? Let's start with you, uh, Evangelist Stafford. <laughs> you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why we can't have it all? Amen. No. Amen. Who put the limits on God? Who who did that? Help me understand that. You know uh, why you got to choose? <laughs> and I'll take you back to the Garden of Eden if you want to, because we know what happened was <laughs> the two CEOs of the Garden had it all. They wanted nothing. They lacked nothing, and they had each other. So had, did you say, did, did you say the two CEOs? Did you say that? Right. I, 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 I don't remember that. I remember the CEO and the CFO, but I don't remember the CEO. I don't. Let me go read back. Let me go grab my Bible right quick. The two CEOs. <laughs> and the CEO of the man. That's how it started. This is man. So basically, we, we, should, we, we could get both. That's right. What about you, Kim? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, 
when you pose that question, it's like we can have it all. I mean, women are empowered, and we're empowered by the Word of God, you know. That's and right. so our men, hey, they can have it all too, and we can do it together. And that's what that's I pursue. It. That's what I want. It's like I want. Two people coming together, you know, knowing that God has given them a purpose and he has given them a destination, and we are in agreement with where we're going to go and how we're going to get there, and we can do it together. Hey, they say what? One can put ten, uh, two, uh, one can put 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 um, to flight. I like God's multiplication there. All right, I like that too. Do it together. Mrs. Nash. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to agree agree with my ladies and take it back and no. take it back to the Bible because when no when you think about it like this, if you looked at it in the Bible, any time a man went after a woman, he had to give something to the family. He couldn't come empty handed empty handed to get that woman. He had mm-hmm. to purchase them. He had to give out jewels. He had to give out money. He had to give up sheep. He had to give up herds of things. So you can't. Why are we expected to always build a man? Amen. Why we got to struggle? The the Lord told me I I was supposed to have life and have life more abundantly. He didn't tell me nothing, but I had to struggle, be on the curb, possibly halfway live in a box up under the bridge. No, no. He got to come with something. We, I, I can, I can, I can work. I can work with a little to make it a whole lot, but I can't always work with nothing. Like we, come on, he. Just saying. Even even Adam was working before he got Eve. I'm just saying though, you know. Come on now, there you go. He has responsibility. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Can't come to my house empty-handed. I got two kids, so you gotta keep it pushing, bro. <laughs> But, you know, for real, though, God, he, he had everything fighting before he brought us. So, hey, everything was already there. God did that. So we follow, we follow the pursuit. So, hey. Oh, now we want to follow footsteps. Now we, <laughs> let's go back to the garden, first of all. Now we want to follow. <laughs> now, right, leave it right there. Yeah, leave it right there. Right at the garden. Now we want to follow. <laughs> at the garden, Adam was doing just fine. <laughs> and, he, right. and he wasn't All working, right. he was managing. Come on, let, let, let's change that around. Adam didn't have a job. He was a manager. The creator yeah. created and said, I'm allow you to manage what I created. So that's just not a job. And he was doing fine managing. <laughs> but God blessed him. We're going to call it a blessing. God blessed him and gave him a CEO or a CFO. Oh, okay. Gave him a partner. And, and they was rocking. You're right. That's right. But but but, but at the same time, now, now now let's push it forward. Now we're here. We are 2018, and we love the cows, and the we, we can't trade y'all for nothing now. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? we can't trade for nothing now. Let me come with a barter system now. Y'all be like, keep it pushing, brother. Keep it pushing. But at the same time, in that. Women don't have the ability and, and the power to help a brother get to that next level. I admit that. I concur to that. And you've got to know your power. You know, so you got to come sometimes see that diamond in the rough, you, you know, that, that may come across. We praying and we asking, and God may bring them a little dirty. But, but if you start the insight and the vision and you know who you are, you'll be amazed when you get the chiseling. We, we, you know, the, the, the treasure. Because the Bible also says that the man knew the treasure was in there. He sold everything he had. To buy the land around it. Come on here. So it's a cost. Come on now. Ain't nothing free now. It's a cost. But you're right. Folks should come on their grown man and woman. This is 2019. 
They have so to I concur with all that. Now, after all that, you still you concur, right? <laughs> No. Right. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I'm going to come back next week. You know what I mean? I'm trying to come back next week. You know what I mean? I know. No, that, that, like, that was the ratings drop, brother. The ratings drop, hey, uh, brother. I can't. Uh, the ratings drop. Hey, but that was my thing. Because uh, I, I, I've seen I've seen some women raise fools. And I, when I say raise, I don't mean uh, raise a man. But I mean elevate a man who was a fool to a king. He still was a fool, but she made him into a king just because of her abilities, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I don't always see it as a, a step back to get a brother of low degree or low self-esteem, you know, or in a low place, you know, if that's your goal or that's where you are. But I know mm-hmm. women have an innate, innate ability to help a man come up, you know, because they, you know, they, 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 they're built and wired like that. And, of course, the man, he gotta, he gotta be, he got to be going for something, too. He can't be in the house right. playing video games all day, you know. Right. No disrespect to that brother who played video games all day, but you got to be, right. you got to be out there grinding so we know. Right. So they're working, yeah. All right. Hey, listen. Let, let me go back to that communication thing because as we were talking about communication, sometimes men, our feelings don't quite register into our logical minds. So while we while we may be communicating from our observations and our mentality, it may not register in our emotions. So do you feel like that may be the source of the breakdown sometimes? Uh, or not that we're being, in, uh, not that we're being uh, unemotional, but sometimes we're not feeling certain things. So we're communicating from a different place. What do you, what do you say? How do you feel about that, Kim? Yeah, um, I, I, I understand what you're asking because we had that experience in our counseling session. Um, Quincy was able to communicate on things logically much better than he was on the things that were emotionally. And it all boiled down from his example was that he just did not know how to express his emotions. So learning how to really know what your emotion is and how to express them really makes a difference in a, in getting to the understanding of why it was like, oh, it's such a struggle to get him to be more expressive. And it wasn't a sign of weakness. It just was a sign of I just didn't know how. So we just have to be vulnerable and willing and teachable, you know, in those cases when we are being intentional about improving our communication with our um Okay. Um, from from my standpoint with that, I think women and you know, I think sometimes women women are too emotional. Um, men, of course, men are more logical. Women are are more emotional just just by nature. Um, and a lot of times, what happens is, and what I have had to learn is that I can't feel for my husband. I can't change the way he feels about certain things. How he feels is just as justifiable as how I feel. So we have to come in the middle and compromise 
on, okay, what are our feelings towards this issue and how do we come together to fix whatever the problem is? Because at the end of the day, he's still going to feel the way that he feels and I'm still going to feel the way that I feel. What may be important to me may not be as important to him and vice versa. But what I had to learn was, okay, and what my husband had to learn was, okay, it may not be important to me, but it's um, it's important enough for my wife or it's, a, it's important enough for my husband that it's making him up set so how do I go about fixing it from my end so that way I'm more conscious of what I'm doing but I, I don't think it's, it's about you know men not being emotional enough um, I definitely think men have their own emo emotion it's just how they display it same thing as women um, but that's just my stance on it that's good yeah because some men can be some real women um, uh, Xander, how do we bridge the emotional communication gap? I just want to uh, encourage everybody to keep that communication alive. I want to get to the words, so along with communication, is that transparency. Um, there's a transparency clause in my life that, is, you know, just to be transparent. And uh, I think, you know, and uh, just really let each other know where you are. We don't, some men, some men are emotional, you know, but at the end of the day, God's word is final authority, and just learn to love each other, communicate, be transparent, and uh, just have fun in life, you know? Just be free to have fun with each other. Amen. <laughs> so, as you tune in to Strength from the Lions, then, what women want in 2018? Talking with Mrs. Chanel Nash, Miss Kim Horton Williamson, and Miss Evangelist Shannon Stafford, and Mr. CEO, my big brother Philip Reed. We're powered by Williams Fire Network Radio. Um, I know y'all work with a lot of young girls. I work with uh, I work with young girls, and you know Philip has worked with mentoring young girls and teens. There's a generation gap in, or should I, 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 don't, I dare not call it a generation gap, but let's call it a teaching gap. The way you were taught by your mothers and the way the girls are being taught by their mothers today. Um, is there a difference or is uh, everything okay in that spectrum? Kim? Yeah, um, I think there is a difference. My mom was very hands-on and involved, and I think a lot of examples today, uh, there's, there's some other priorities that's going on that that's kind of missing, and it is the key with knowing what's going on with our, um, you know, with our young people, because we got to be the example for them. If we don't teach them, somebody else is going to teach them, and that's what our mentoring group is about, my sister's keepers. Is we're trying to connect with young girls to give them some good examples, you know, in their lives to help guide them toward their purpose and destiny and to be, you know, a, a present help for them. And, and we definitely want to work with parents, too. Um, some of them were so young, maybe when they had their kids, they didn't have a lot of the skills, you know, to really pass on to the to the child or to the to the family and and that that's heartbreaking sometimes and we just we need to come together as a, a community and as a sisterhood to, to see if we can um, breach that gap because it, it's personal it's close to my heart for real. Mrs. Nash. I definitely believe that the teaching gets a lot different and the 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 gap 
between the two generations have definitely widened and continues to widen. Um, just with everything that we have going on in this country alone, um, from TV to social media to movies to everything that, you know, the young girls are now going after. Um, and I think in this generation that's coming up now, there are so many babies having babies. And, you know, once they get of age to pretty much, you know, to learn and really, you know, get those core values, you know, it, it's almost a separation instantly because they feel like, oh, well, you're old enough to watch yourself now. Let me go back out and relive the glory days that I missed because I was, you know, trying to be a parent. So I definitely think there's definitely a a, a gap there, um, which is why I, I started my own nonprofit, The Pearl Code, just to try to bridge that gap and give them that mentorship, give them, you know, those values and those standards, you know, that a lot of times right now that they're just missing. Evangelist Stafford. Uh, Pastor, I um I think that there is it's definitely a gap. You know, back in the day, they didn't even really hard to communicate sometimes about what was going on. And, you know, they didn't talk a lot. And um, I think now that, you know, there's so much going on, like you said earlier about the social media, but, you know, it, it's the TV. It's, you know, back in the day, Lucy and David didn't Now you got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, and being aired on the TV and stuff like that, we have to. And so um, we, we have to talk to our children. We have to talk to our girls and I salute those women, salute ladies, you know, for having those uh, extra, extra programs and stuff because sometimes even at home, but the, the mothers don't know. They're so young. You know, they haven't been taught. So, you know, thank God for the educational classes, the parenting classes, the mentoring classes that these young girls need. But most of they also need some living, walking epistles to show them that it's not what we're just saying, it's what we're also doing. Amen. That's right. That's why your platforms are so powerful. Uh, Big Brother, you got to take on the uh, generation gap, the teaching gap. Yeah, well, you know, I'm old school, and it's funny, I'm right in between that that, that bridge because I had my first child at 17. So raising a child and growing up at the same time, it made me responsible. But what helped me was the guidance of the word. That's all I had. That's all I had to know to do to be. And it kept me thus as far, and it kept my children. Now, my children now have children, grandfather, and, and my daughters are implementing, you know, what they were taught. So it, it is true. Train up a child the way that they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart. And it's just reaching out to those other families that may not have that same kind of upbringing, that these ladies are doing a wonderful job and just trying to reconnect. Because it says the Bible speaks that older women teach the younger women. So there is a biblical mandate for that, and I pray their success. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. We do have to connect with them, and men have to listen to our daughters. Exactly. Uh, as, I, as I get ready to let y'all go, uh, I appreciate y'all for being on the show tonight. What women, what women want in 2018 was so important to me as I look at television and news, and you see uh, – a lot of these men are, men have fallen because of their treatment of women, how they've treated them, how they've disrespected them, neglected them, mm-hmm. and they've, they've lost footing because of it. So I wanted to uh, ask what women want in 2018 and get it from the woman's perspective. But before we do, uh, Big Brother, what do women need? From you, If you were to speculate from your experience, your vast William, wisdom, an explosive spirit. What do women need in 2018? 
Um, if I had to really dig deep, I would say communication. <laughs> they need to be heard, you know, um, in every area, you know, vocally, emotionally, especially. They, they need to be tentative in that arena. You know, my sister spoke some wisdom to me uh, and said, men are just stupid. <laughs> that was her wisdom. You just don't listen. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you see right there? He said, y'all just don't listen. So that was the key, learning to listen and be attentive and not just hear and keep it moving, you know, hear and attend to and, and be responsible for what you have heard and been given. That's pretty good. Okay, thank you for taking a shot at that one. That was good. Evangelist Stafford, what do women need? What do today's women need? I don't take the question and break it down like in seven. Okay, Apostle. Um, she needs to feel love. She needs to feel safe. She needs to feel seen, to be allowed to be the nurturing person that she was created to be. She needs to feel sexually desired. She needs to be appreciated. She needs to feel like she can count on her man. So if I had to wrap all of that up, she needs the security that all of those things bring. So I would say communicating and making her feel secure that she is all of those things. Um, that's what she needs. That's good. I felt something you said, the need to feel safe. That's, that's pretty good. Ken, what do women need today? Well, from my perspective, I believe women need the security of God's word operating in their lives. Because when we know the truth, it sets them free. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Kim. Wait a minute. You said when we know the truth. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Okay, okay. Get it in there somewhere. We know the truth about every area of our lives because we know the Word of God has just provided the wisdom that we need and we seek the understanding. Then everything that we face, no matter what the challenge is, we're going to rise above it. We're going to get through it. You know, God is going to be the deliverer. He's going to provide the breakthrough. You know, so I just believe we need the security of God's Word operating fully in our lives so that we can be the light of the world. We can be the light in our relationship. We can be what God called us to do. Be. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's, that's refreshing right there. Mr. Nash, what do today's women need from your experience and perspective? To piggyback on what they both said, I think women, they need to know that it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to not have it all together. I think so many times women... We, you know, we're we're always considered that superwoman, you know, have to do it all, have to, you know, and do it in grace and do it in style and, you know, do it with your makeup on. But I think a, a lot of times women just want to know that it's okay that even if I don't get it done today, it's, you know, I'm still going to have my spouse or whoever my partner is there beside me to back me up or to step in where, you know, I'm falling short at without any judgment, without any backlash, without any recall. Listen, I thank you all tonight. Sir, from the lines in, what women want in 2018. As we go, we, we want our women to be empowered. We want our men to be empowered, our children, our families. We want people to be empowered and feel that they matter and, and, and that you have a voice. And uh, as, as uh, Evangelist said, women need to be heard. We have, and as men, we have to listen. 
because we 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 like to talk, we like to share at times, but sometimes we have difficulty in listen listening. So we want you to share, to talk, to speak up. But I want you to empower our listeners tonight. I'm going to start with you, Chanel. If you could just speak a word of empowerment to this person who's listening, who needs it. They may have enjoyed the show and our laughter, but they may not be able to communicate with their goals, their dreams, and their life. So if you could just empower them for uh, a moment here. Yes, to all my women listening, today I encourage you to speak life over yourselves. One of the things that I do on a daily basis is affirm myself each and every morning. Chanel, you are loved. Chanel, you are beautiful. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are more than enough. Um, And I think what this does for you, it gets your mindset in in a right place because when the devil has a hold of your mind, it messes with every aspect of your life. So when you understand that who you are and who you are and you continue to reaffirm yourself, there's no devil in hell that can that can separate you from what you know the truth to be. That's right. Big brother. Um, to the ladies, um, I encourage, I, I implore you to continue to those ladies out there with the dreams and visions, it's not over. And you are loved. You are cared for. Uh, God loves you, first and foremost. Exchange those ashes for beauty, beauty for ashes. Exchange it in. You're loved by the Creator. So no matter what anybody says, even yourself, know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And brothers, you know, know that you do have that responsibility, you know, to hear, to cater, to tend, to protect. It is a responsibility given by God. Whether you like it or not, it is yours. So receive it. Embrace it. And do what's right. Evangelist Stafford. I want to encourage your audience. Thank you again for allowing us to speak to them. And um, we just, I just want to encourage them not to give up caving and quit. It is not too late. Don't be bullied by the enemy. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. And, you know, uh, there's always time to turn around and make a change. If there's issues in the relationship, do what you're doing tonight. Reach out and learn and just know without a shadow of a doubt that God loves you. And know that to understand the I'm me, you must know the I am. So a lot of times we go around trying to find out who are we, what what are we doing, what are we ready to do, how do I love you, how do I communicate with you. Get to understand the I am and you'll understand the I'm me because we are created in this image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we can do all things through Christ who stands in us. So it's not too late. Continue to press towards the mark of the higher calling and be the best you that you can be. And then you'll attract the best person that God has for you. Yes, yes, awesome. Thank you for this opportunity just to share our hearts, you know, and to connect with other like minds people and that you know, it's just a wonderful place to be. Um, God tell us not to worry about anything, instead to pray about everything. And I think prayer has just been given a, a shift life, and we need to take it off the shift. We need to pray more. God said, do not cease with your praying. And when you stop praying, start praying again. 
pray about everything. Ask God to remove any anxiety in your hearts that weigh you down and keep you from experiencing his total provision for your life. Ask him to fill your heart with peace and patience. For if he is for us, who can be against us? Lord, you know, I just lift up the name of Jesus to help us to keep our mind on things above and not on the things that's just on this earth. Lord, he tells us to cast all our cares, not some of them, but all of them, because he cares so much about us. He is our refuge and our strength, and he's always ready to help in times of trouble. We thank him for his peace, his promise, his power, his purpose, his plan, his provision. He has given all of us an expected future, and we just need to know that so that it will set us free, and we will be motivated every day to encourage each other, to love each other, to treat everybody like the way we want to be treated, and to give God all the glory. Amen. Man, y'all are incredible. Well, we just thank God tonight for our incredible panel of guests, Miss Minister Kim, Possible Horton Williamson, uh, Miss Mel Nash, the Nash Restoration Project, and Minister Evangelist Shannon Stafford. Of course, Mr. CEO Philip T. Reed, my big brother. My God, y'all are amazing. We just thank God audience, I hope you were blessed tonight. We talked about what women want in 2018, but I want to know what do you want in 2018? What do you want? Just know what you want. If you maybe say, I don't know what I want, but as Kim said, you got to go into prayer. Go and talk to God. Communicate to God. Talk to God differently from how you normally talk to Him, and He'll share something different with you. I want you to ask God, what is it? That I want Or ask them What is it that I need Go inside your heart of hearts And discover What it is that you want What it is you need And then go for it As my big brother said Go for it You got the green light To go for it Don't let no obstacle No challenge Don't let it stop you From reaching your goal Your dream Your desire Go get it Shake off those Failures of yesterday Shake off those things That held you back Those self-sabotaging thoughts That resurrect To try to tell you You cannot You will not You're not Take that off. You're mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than a conqueror. You're more than a. We just so Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I guess thank y'all for the time. Thank you for sharing. It's been a blessing. Listen, straight from the Lions Den, Apostle John L. Solomon, the Lion Among Lions. I'm going to see you next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Y'all join me. We're going to have some fresh topics. It's going to be exciting. Y'all have a good night. God bless you. Rock concert. There we go. Come on. Well, great. Everybody got to declare it. Everybody get on your feet. Say, this is my season. Yes. Tell me what I have. Let me testify just a minute. See, I haven't been perfect. No. But I've sure been faithful. God's got a purpose, and I know He's able. I've got to see in the ground that He's blessing, no more stressing. I've got to see in the ground, and it's growing. Now it's showing. This is my seed. Come on, church, for grace, for favor. Yes, it is. This is my 
right here. Let's <laughs> go. 